Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. episode 409. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It's chilly, but sunny. We have our first little bit of snow expected over the weekend. So winter's arrived. (laughs) I am, I am immersing myself right now in the Gene Keys. And so it feels like a really fun time to bring that wisdom back into this podcast space. I have looked at how many podcasts I've done before on the Gene Keys, and it's been probably like 10. I think I need to add up, but it's been several. (laughs) And it's because I love this book so much. I love the wisdom that Richard Rudd shares and the way that there, there's such magic in it for everyone. It's, it's universal what he is teaching in that space, but it's also overwhelming. And and I've had so many people, I refer it all the time to everybody. I'm like, you got to read the Gene Keys. Well, not everybody, but people who feel ready. And they usually will buy the book and get the book. And then it gets home. I'll show you what the book looks like. If you're watching this, you can see it on the video. This is the original one. Now it's like blue, <laughs> but it's like, it's a big book. There are, I don't even know, 500 pages with small fonts. And it's like intense intense information and so it takes a while to actually make your way through it and so many people will get the book and then it'll just sit there and nothing happens with it and then one day they just sort of get inspired and um my suggestion if you are new to the jinkies we'll back up a little bit if you're new to the jinkies my suggestion is to go to the website genekeys.com and then print out your profile so there's a very complex system that they've put together. You put in your uh, astrology information, your birth information, and then it prints out this profile, this grid that, I wonder if I have mine to show you. No, I don't have it handy. Um, It's like a little diagram and it has these 11 keys that are unique to you, gene keys, in your specific DNA sequence that will when activated, puts you onto your path of optimal living here as a human being. It's like the soul sets this DNA code. And as you start to awaken that code, you fall into this like beautiful pathway that is your highest possibility in this lifetime. It's magical. It's absolutely incredible what he teaches. And so, so that's where I would start. Go to the website, get your profile. He has a really beautiful, he is Richard Red. every time I say he, <laughs> he and his team of people have this really beautiful one page summary that goes along with your profile. And so you get the grid, but you also get this like really precise combination of you exactly who you were who you are if someone were to like x-ray vision you and say this this is like this is who you are that's what that one page sheet will feel like it's amazing (laughs) so and it also shows you like the best that you can be of yourself and it's so good to have that 
mirrored to us at times because we get really like in the ugh of who we are and in the disappointment and the frustration and you know why can't we step into our fullest potential so when you have someone who's never met you from this little code of information tell you the highest potential of who you can be oh, it's so good for your heart it's so good for your soul so if that's all you ever do with the jinkies just do that just get your profile get the download of who you are and then let it rest if you want the magic of the gene keys, go deeper. <laughs> so the way to go deeper is to buy the book. And then to my suggestion is to go through the first, like the outside corners of the grid, show what your life purpose is. And so read those specific chapters first, because once you see the story of your life's purpose laid out in this way, you're hooked. <laughs> you're hooked you will be diving into the jinkies for the rest of your life after that because you're like why how who like how did this person know this about me and then and then you're you know richard rudds <laughs> from then on you will be an eternal fan <laughs> so what i okay so within each of the jinkies there are 64 of them and each person has a very unique code combination of 11 Within each of those jinkies, there are three levels. There's the shadow, the shit of who you are <laughs> when you're in your shit, when you are not at your highest and best. That shadow frequency is what plays out on our planet so predominantly. And it's the conditioning that we're all used to. These are my words, my interpretation. And so each of the jinkies has a shadow to show you how we get stuck to show you the ways that you see stuckness around you. And then the second level is the gift, the, the potential. When we identify how we're stuck, we see the way that the victim mind is working through all of those shadowy areas and we start to choose differently. We step into more of ourselves. You are in the gift, the second level of that gene key. And then the top is called, I call it Siddi. Siddi. Well, now I don't know, because I hear him saying, he calls it Siddi. How does he say it? Siddi? Yeah, I think I say Siddi. I don't know. It's a Sanskrit word. So <laughs> I think we're all figuring out how we want to say it. But that is like the mastery. That's the, when, when you have cleared all of your gunk and you have lived in the integrity of this gift, and and embodied it and then transcended it you're in the mastery this acidic level of consciousness and so each jinky has these three beautiful levels and and you find yourself anywhere in there and and the magic is like the specific ones that are yours and how you can see yourself playing in those fields there you go. That's the overview of the Gene Keys. Very rudimentary explanation from my point of view. You need to watch all the videos and dive into the world that is the Gene Keys. A lot of people talk about human design, and I believe some of human design is in the Gene Keys, or there's some uh, synergy between them. But from what I understand, the Gene Keys is like a whole other level of uh, information. So. Also, I just love it and know it. So what I thought would be interesting, um, 
right now, I talked about this two weeks ago in the last podcast, I signed up for the Gene Keys Pearl of Prosperity retreat, which is a virtual retreat. I think there are about 3000 people, he said, that are all doing this focus on prosperity at the same time. And in that, there are five uh, Gene Keys that create what is called the, is it five? Three, four, there's four, sorry. There's four, there's three on the outside and one in the middle. And it's called the pearl. And so those specific gene keys map out the pathway to your greatest prosperity because it shows how you come into alignment with who you are and what your work is and your contribution to humanity. And then as you awaken that, your life just becomes prosperous. And so it's like a whole other definition of abundance. As I discussed a couple weeks ago <laughs> in the last podcast, I'm shifting my focus to making lots of money so I have lots of impact, which will allow me to be prosperous and support lots of businesses around me. And so all of this um, timing and alignment is just so, it's so powerful and sometimes a little overwhelming and also so exciting. And I can see how things are already starting to become aware and shift in my own daily life. So I'm doing it <laughs> step by step. What I thought would be fun is to look at my specific sequence as I'm going through this course. So over the next four months here or there, I'll have some Gene Keys information coming into the podcast. And, um, and I can show through my own example, like how, how it applies, how the Gene Keys is this living resource, this active tool for all of us that allows us to um, really step into another level of prosperity. So it's also a little vulnerable because, you know, I'm going to show what my shadow and gift and Siddic opportunities are. <laughs> so you're going to get to see me in ways where Richard Rudd sees right to the core of me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> how do you know? Like, that's what I do. That's what I think. Uh, so we're going to we're going to play and see where it takes us. My encouragement is get your profile, get the book and maybe just start playing with the jinkies. Just open up the possibility that there might be something there for you that's extremely powerful. Okay, so prosperity, prosperity as Richard Rudd defines it is not perhaps what you had thought. If you've ever even thought of the word prosperous, most people think of the word abundance and they don't, they don't go to prosperous. So here's what I love about prosperity. He describes it as a state of mind it is an attitude, a knack, and a delight that we must learn to cultivate. Then he says, the basis of the pearl is like the core of your prosperity. So you have these three outside gene keys and then like the core of what it is, the culmination after you follow the pathway of learning your, your way of being prosperous, there's like a pearl at the center. He said, the basis of the pearl is the universal principle of philanthropy. Philanthropy is the intelligent and healthy redistribution of energy within a system that brings a higher harmony to that system, allowing it to fully thrive and transcend its own limitations. This redistribution is not only material, but also mental and emotional. I'm going to read that part one more time because I love it so much. Philanthropy is the intelligent and healthy redistribution of energy within a system that brings a higher harmony to that system, allowing it to fully thrive and transcend its own limitations, which is exactly what I was talking about a couple weeks ago. It's like, 
there's just a few who have a grip on the way that money and power and energy are moving around our planet. When we broaden that and we allow more people to have a seat at that table of impact and decision making, there's there's going to be this synergy that reshapes and redistributes and reforms the way the energy moves, allowing us to transcend how we are currently functioning. It's so exciting, <laughs> so exciting to contemplate. So that is the goal <laughs> of this Pearl Retreat, which I'm just amazed to see what's going to happen. We are starting the first month, only focusing on one gene key for each one of us. And that gene key is vocation. It's what, what is your calling? What is the way you are called to be in the world, the work you are here to contribute to consciousness, to humanity? So my vocation is the 18th gene key. The shadow is judgment. The gift is integrity. And the Siddhai is perfection. So let's talk about judgment. <laughs> let's talk about this thing called judgment that <laughs> I've spent most of my life working on because <laughs> it's my calling. <laughs> Here's what I love about vacation when, when I feel into it. Um, and again, all of this is my interpretation. So I encourage you to buy the books and do your own dive. The prosperity book is pretty much the content of the course as he describes it the course just has all the people in it right now and i believe you can still sign up i don't know you'll have to check and see but i would absolutely jump in if you can but the information is all available and you can do this at any time so my hope is as i share my journey you know and my interpretation of it there might be some nuggets that inspire you to look at your pathway to prosperity and then how each of us can expand and weave and strengthen this new way of understanding money and how it moves through our world. So <laughs> vocation, vocation from what I understand is like, it's your job, right? It's the thing that you are spending your time doing. So my job is this energy work. It's, it's, supporting people in understanding the path that has brought them to this moment and then choosing um, higher potentials for themselves. And we do that individually. We do that in community. I do that through the podcast, through my books. I mean, everything I, I create now is intended to support the unification of humanity, source, and Gaia bringing humanity back into consciousness with our planet and then seeing how source just weaves through all of that and and when we recognize our connection to source and to gaia and we understand the importance of the wholeness of humanity the oneness of humanity we're going to be in a different reality we will create something that i don't even know if we have words for yet and so that's my job like that's what i do <laughs> how I receive money in exchange, like that's what I am spending all of my time and my energy on in my work day. It was not always that way. <laughs> I was not always doing this work. And so what I love, what I love about this course happening at this time right now is I'm, I'm, I'm primed, I'm set for 
this path that I'm on. I'm not trying to still figure it out. I'm already on my path, moving very well down the way towards prosperity. And that is just an incredible way to be doing this work. As you listen to me, you might be like, I'm working a job I hate, or I'm not in alignment at all with the calling of my heart, the calling of my soul. And so perhaps the, the first work to do is to look at your gene key, the, the vocation profile, and like, where are you in that shadow gift acidic uh, level? Are you, are you still trying to figure out? And maybe it creates inspiration or it shows you the pathway to your vocation. It shows you the pathway to your calling. So the pathway to my calling <laughs> had a lot of judgment. <laughs> there was a lot of judgment. So my first job, I worked for, well, my very first job, I worked for Arby's. I had a lot of judgment about fast food as I was working there. <laughs> and then, this is funny, I made three seventy-five dollars my first job per hour. Isn't that amazing? Three seventy-five. dollars I mean, that was also 20, let me see, I'm 50. So that would be 30 years, <laughs> 33 years ago, I was making three seventy-five dollars an hour. Isn't that amazing? <sighs> Life. And then I worked for a tuxedo company. So I was constantly in this engagement um, of appearance and and uh, supporting people, men usually, to look more beautiful, to feel more confident in, in how they were moving around the world, to talk to brides and grooms about their wedding days. Like there was so much, um, there was so much about uh, the way that we present ourselves to other people. And then I moved into, um, marketing and management and grant writing and proposal writing and all kinds of other things. I've had, I've had quite the career, <laughs> but what I love is when I went back to read this gene key through the lens of my vocation, the work that I am here to do, the calling of my heart, there are some beautiful things that I would like to share with you. So the shadow of the 18th gene key is judgment, and it talks about the victim mind, the victim mind, which so much of my work is mental, um, meaning I teach people how to be at peace in their mind. Um, I teach people how to heal by bringing the mind into alignment with the body and the soul. And in order to do that, I had to understand how the mind works. And so when I look at the language of the shadow of this gene key, it's all about the victim mind. So a quick little nugget. It says, the 18th shadow gives rise to a collective phenomenon, phenomenon in the world known as the victim mind. The victim mind is a conglomeration of all the undermining judgmental thought patterns throughout the world. If you sincerely examine your own thoughts during a typical day, you will probably discover that a great percentage of your thinking is affected by the victim mind. In other words, you are allowing your mind to be influenced by the collective negative thought patterns of the whole of humanity. The true import of this last statement can come as a huge shock to many people. The world of the victim mind is an inner world of gossip, complaining, and worrying. Most of us complain inwardly about all aspects of our lives, especially the people in our relationships. And we worry incessantly about mundane issues such as money and our health. Ironically, it is exactly this kind of thinking that keeps us from being abundant in terms of both our health and our wealth. So he talks a lot about um, attaching to being right and how the shadow is about um, 
letting go of your identity just to be proven that you are right. And he has this one line that I underline. It says, would I rather be right or happy? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, and then also he talks about judgment, especially in terms of like self-judgment. So I have <laughs> spent many, many, many hours in my mind, worrying, complaining, obsessing, judging, <laughs> doing this loop, looking at this. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds familiar to any of you. The key to me that helped me move out of that was meditation. And, and I don't say that lightly. I say that, I say that with like, reverence for the fact that I was able to learn to meditate. I was able to trust meditation. I could create it as a practice because meditation was the tool that allowed me to quiet down my mind, not to shut it up, not to kick it out, not to disconnect it, but to quiet it enough that I could feel what was actually happening in my body. And as I started to feel what was happening in my body, I could identify the places where I'd locked or gripped onto a story. I could, I could feel the, the ways the energy was stuck. It wasn't moving, it wasn't flowing through my body. And so my mind being quieter allowed me to start to sense like, oh, this, this body is actually something that is filled with information, not just my mind. And as I start listening to this body and it talks to me and it shows me and it guides me, I could, I could begin to identify like stories and patterns and wounding and, and I could, I could start to bring things into a quieter place inside where I could sort through it. And that's when the soul starts really communicating when the mind is like, Oh, wow, this body, <laughs> this is a complex thing. And it's showing stuff. An easy example. So I talk so much about Louise Hay and her book, You Can Heal Your Life. If you don't have that book, you should buy that one too. <laughs> you Can Heal Your Life at the very back. She has this long list of all the ways that emotion gets trapped in the body and how it manifests as illness. And so you can print out this map. It's like a little picture of your body. And then you can start to list all the times and the places where you had illness or breaks or you were taking medicine or whatever it is. You can just make a list and then put it in a timeline. And when you do that, you can start to see the patterns of emotion and illness in the body. So for years, when, when I was looping in my mind as a young mom and a an unhappily married woman at that time because I was looping in my mind. <laughs> you can't be a happily married wife when you're doing this all the time. You can't be your best. And so I wasn't. And in that looping, um, the body, hang on. Oh, so in that I created illness because there was so much happening up here. I didn't want to see what I was doing. I didn't want to see what was in front of me. And so I would constantly get pink eye. I had a hard time expressing. There was so much happening up in my head that I couldn't get the words out in a way that felt good or right. Or, or I would say something from this jumbled mess and what would come out was vicious or, or projection-y instead of owning my truth. 
And so my throat, I would get laryngitis all the time. I would get infections in my nose. <laughs> I was irritated everyone around me. There's a long list of all the things in Louise Haybook. Like I could look at the patterns and see how my body had uh, manifested the stuck emotions. When I saw the patterns, when I learned energy, when I started to understand this harmony of soul, body, mind, the soul could start to speak and show me, show me the pathway. And that pulled me out of the conditioning of the shadow. That pulled me out of the victim mind. It was this meditation, as I call it. To me, that's just bringing the, the mind, the body, and the soul into harmony. That's meditation. It's learning to focus, learning to go inward and be still. And it's something you can learn. It's a practice you can get better and better at every one of us. And I believe it's the key to optimal health. It's the key to stepping into this, this pathway of prosperity in whatever ways you choose to do it. So I, I'm in the shadow for years, <laughs> living in the shadow. Few moments of gift, but mostly in the shadow. And thinking that was good because that's what everybody around me, the world, the victim mind is like a very accepted way of being. But then he talks about the gift, what happens when you move into the gift of integrity. So for me, this is probably what I would start to describe as like my awakening, the, the journey of awakening that I began. And a lot of it is connected to energy work, being able to see through the bullshit and look at the core energy that sits underneath whatever it is we're looking at. So here's what he talks about for integrity, the 18th gift. The title is Taking on the World, which, you know, I love that because, <laughs> of course, I want to take on the world. So he talks about the 18th G key is psychologically extremely profound. It is actually the basis of psychology because it holds the keys to human conditioning. From the moment a child is born, an innate urge inside its DNA begins to explore the boundaries of its environment. This gene key is about the material, emotional, and mental boundaries that you meet throughout your life. And then he describes how we have seven year cycles as children growing into adults. And the first seven years is the physical world. The second seven year cycle tests the emotional world. And then the third seven year cycle tests your mental world. And all of the uh, patterns that we create in each of those seven year cycles, we're going to keep playing out our entire life until we go back and we figure out what those cycles are. So. He talks about, this is such a high level overview. <laughs> There's so much in this. <laughs> There's so much in this. Um, okay, so he says, the secret of the gift of integrity is to be able to hold your own space without reacting to your judgments or self-judgments because we're going to always keep having judgments. He said, and he talks a lot about being a parent to a child and what all of that means. Um, okay, so here's the part that I love that I want to share with you. He says, if the 18th gene key is prominent in your hologenetic profile, your life will continually bring you back to these recurring issues rooted in your childhood. You will have to understand what made you the way you are in order to release the aspects of your conditioning that do not belong to you. In time, this will make you a master of understanding the ways conditioning works and you can help others break free just as you have. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> like that's, that's my work. It's what I do. 
when, and it's my vocation. This is my gene key for vocation for the calling of my purpose. I love it. <laughs> when you are free from the trap of the victim mind, your judgment becomes integrity, the arch enemy of the victim mind. It is the same energy, the same archetype, but experienced from a higher level of consciousness. Judgment, criticism, and correction are magnificent qualities when used in the right way. The gift of integrity is about demanding and maintaining a high standard in everything you do. As a fully healed adult, your purpose is to help others complete their childhoods so they can finally enjoy their lives and pass on their integrity to their children. I mean, that, that is probably one of the things that makes me want to cry. It's one of the things I say the most to um, clients who are considering or are pregnant when they're doing work with me. You know, what I'll say is like, and it's so true, if you can heal it in yourself before you become a parent, you won't pass it on to your child and then they won't have to heal that. That pattern will be broken. And so you bring your child into the world at this trajectory that's here that instead of all the way down here, having to spend years trying to get themselves to that higher trajectory, heal it in yourself and then you don't have to pass it on. And that's, that's big work. It's big work to heal the lineage that you came into, knowing you chose that lineage or you wouldn't be in that lineage. All the patterns, all the DNA, like you chose that and you came into it and now your agreement is to break that. Like that's a, that's a big agreement and it takes a lot of focus and commitment and contemplation and choice. <laughs> so I know what I'm asking, but to have it said in this way, like, yes, that's, that's my work. <laughs> like, that's what I do. So he says, to uphold integrity, you have to be courageous. You have to challenge anything and anyone who does not meet your high standards. To live with integrity is to take on the whole world, to challenge it to meet the high standards that you are setting. Wherever you see someone living with integrity, you are seeing someone using the power of judgment in an objective and impersonal way. This is the great gift of the 18th Gene Key, not to use or take judgment personally, but to learn to judge from your heart. Judging from the heart can never be cruel because true integrity has only one purpose, to serve the whole in the spirit of truth and compassion. Yeah, there's something where he talks about, um, see if it comes up here. He talks about um, understanding that, yeah, here, it's in the next one. Okay. <laughs> so that would be the gift. And then the, the highest possibility for me, like the, the goal of the goals in my vocation is to be living in the 18th Siddai, which is perfection. He calls it city. I don't know. I like Siddai, and I, I think we're all allowed to have our own interpretation. So I'm going to call it that. And he talks about perfection. So I'm going to read a little bit about that. But I wanted to first, I guess, just say it's hard to see with my glasses on and off. So sorry, I keep switching back and forth. But I need them for reading and not for my computer. So, so integrity is this internal, internal work. Like I 
nobody could tell me how to be in integrity. I had to screw it up over and over and over again. I had to sit in the victim mind and sit in the shadow of judgment for myself, probably more than anybody else. I, I say this to clients because I know this because I've done this. You know, I'll say the way you talk to yourself is incredibly mean. And, and I don't think you would talk to me that way. So why do you talk to yourself that way? I know that because I lived that for so long, I would berate myself for any and all infractions and, and then spin in it. And days, I would sit for days in something that I was judging myself for that probably the other person had already forgotten and moved on. But the standard I had for myself was so, so uh, if I didn't need it, I would judge myself moving into integrity in the way that it's described in the gene keys and in the way that it played out in my own journey it was it was like um it was like a road that was doing the sideways like weaving and twisting <laughs> and i would i would be sort of weaving around integrity and then i'd come back towards integrity and i'd go the other way and and then it's like the weaving suddenly became still and and then i had like these big boundaries around the parameters of integrity for myself so so i could sort of get to the edge but i wasn't quite out of integrity with myself it was like one of those where you're sort of testing your own boundaries and what has happened over the past few years in particular is i have come into this really clear centered understanding of integrity within myself, which may look completely different than integrity for somebody else, because I don't know what integrity means to them. I only know how it feels inside of me. And, and I know right away when I step to the outside of that new boundary of integrity, I know when I am crossing the line into something that that's not how I want to be. That's not how I want to live. That's not the way that I want to communicate. And so I'll come, sometimes I screw up <laughs> many times still I screw up and I come back and I'm like, Oh, all right. All right. I'm going to learn from that. And next time, next time I'm going to feel that before it happens and not go outside of that line. And so it's, um, it's more, it had the parameters feel clearer to me and more confined in a way that, I like, <laughs> I really enjoy knowing this is my definition of integrity. This is how it feels inside of me. And as long as I can express from that feeling, then, then everything else is going to sort itself out. Because when I'm in integrity with myself, the way I'm communicating is at my highest and best good. And so that serves everyone around me, even if my integrity coming from my heart, speaking my truth is not what someone else wants to hear. It's, it's what I know is in alignment for me, which means it has to be in alignment for those that I'm communicating with. Because being out of integrity with myself, the communication is not from the heart. The communication is not pure. The mind is probably starting to loop. The body is gripping or holding on to something that doesn't feel true. And so I'm, I'm not in a space of clear communication. So, yeah, <laughs> do you see the journey of the gene keys? It's like, whoosh, you go off into consciousness and you come back, you're like, okay, wait, what was I talking about? 
So I was talking about my pathway to integrity and, and how how good it feels to me. It feels so good. I I would play games. Oh God, like I would manipulate. I would I would just try to <sighs> didn't work. It clearly didn't work. And so this pathway feels really good to me in my own work that I do and also in my own personal life that I live, which, I mean, it's all the same, but <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, so now we're gonna move to the city, the city of perfection. And so this connected to my vocation, right? Connected to the calling of my heart is why I'm sharing all this with you because we're gonna wrap up talking about prosperity. So here's, uh, it's so good, it's so good. Here's what he says. Just as the 18th gift completes our journey from childhood to adulthood, the 18th Siddhai shows us how to heal our mental anguish and assume our true place in the universe as whole adults. It does this through tireless, compassionate service to the vision of perfection. When you put your integrity in service to the whole, an amazing thing happens. You become more and more dissatisfied. <laughs> the more good you do, the more you realize how much more you could do. This is known as divine dissatisfaction. And this is exactly what I talked about two weeks ago. I'm like, we need more money. The world is a mess. <laughs> we need more money to move through the systems so that those kinds of businesses who have the same integrity as I do can be expanded. So yeah, divine dissatisfaction. <laughs> Everywhere you look, you see how the world could be improved. So anyway, blah, blah. He's talking about all of that not blah, 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 but like more than what you need to know right now. So what was it I wanted to say? Okay. The true physical health of humanity cannot be attained until all human wounds have been healed. Even though a human may attain a state of perfection beyond all human understanding, the body is still a part of humanity. And as long as there are still wounds in the world, almost nobody can experience perfect health. In other words, perfect health cannot occur unless the whole is healed. The 18th Siddhai will one day bring a new science of mental healing into the world. This science will be built upon the understanding that the mind is an energy field existing on its own plane. As we begin to unlock the Siddhai, so our minds can be used to heal mental, emotional, and even physical problems instantaneously. The 18th Siddhai contains the knowledge of how to bring perfection to earth through the mental plane. To the one who lives within this Siddhai, perfection is already here as an imprint underlying all creation. These people live in the Eden that we all long for, but paradoxically, they must help move that state from the inner reality to the outer. If the 18th gene key is activated within your hologenetic profile, then you will continue to lead humanity towards perfection in any and every way that you can conceive of. Let's see, okay. One of the great universal laws is that energy follows thought. This gene key has enormous power over the mental plane and can completely reformat a person's mental reality. This is like my goal of where I'm headed in my vocation, <laughs> the perfection. So here's what he says. Someone demonstrating the 18th Siddhai is above the victim mind. When they look at someone, even someone who appears genuinely evil, they see only the higher self hidden in that person. By holding this high thought frequency around that person, they actually influence hidden currents of energy that raise the frequency of the other. 
This is called Siddic thinking, and it involves thinking with the heart. This is much more than positive thinking. Siddic thinking is really an energy field surrounding the aura of the one manifesting the 18th Siddhai, and in this sense, should not be considered thinking in the normal sense of the word. Um, okay, and then this last paragraph. Perfection only exists within the timeless realm. It is beyond time and space because it is the end of evolution. The Bodhisattva gene keys keep returning to our planet as individual human beings whose sole purpose is to build this collective vision of perfection on the material plane. All human beings are involved in this great dance, whether we are aware of it or not. We are all moving towards the single dream of a species that will one day attain perfection and reach the end of its story. As we will all one day see, the end of the story also happens to be the beginning of the universal life. I love him. <laughs> I just love Richard Rudd. I think he's just a genius. He's a genius. And what I love about that paragraph at the end is how often he says one day. And one day is the name of my series of books. Because one day I believe we will all be unified as a whole. The source, the consciousness of Gaia and humanity will all one day be whole. So there you go. <laughs> Isn't that so great? Okay. And then here's the last nugget. And then we're going to wrap up. Okay. Sorry, I hope my joy is not <laughs> too intense for you, but I'm having so much fun with all of this content and the way that it ties together and just how powerful, how powerful it is as we apply it. Okay, so within your profile, each one of the gene keys um, has a specific line. I'm still figuring out the lines because it's like another whole level of information. But in this book, the Pearl book, he talks about specifically tied to vocation and brand and culture and the Pearl of Prosperity. Each one of those lines is like a role that you play in your work. So in vocation, my calling, the purpose that I'm here to fulfill in the work that I do, I'm line four, which is called a sales director. <laughs> I mean, I love that already because, you know, I love directing people and telling them what to do. <laughs> So here's, <laughs> I mean, my family <laughs> would absolutely agree with that. Maybe like, she's a bossy pants. <laughs> All right, so here's what he says. Throughout the Golden Path program, we have gotten to know the fourth line as the great friend maker. This gift comes from a truly genuine heart and an easy warmth with people and community. This is the kind of person that emerges through the Venus sequence as those fourth lines release some of their inner restrictions and fears. And I would absolutely say, as I healed the shadow in myself, as I worked through the victim mind and the fears that I had of others judging me and of the judgments I had of others being true, like all of that gossipy, worrying stuff, when I released that, this this gift of integrity opened and that's what he's talking about here that's when my heart uh like the flow of energy from my heart was different because it wasn't like i was sending energy out and going well are, are you going to love me if i love you or are you going to love me back now i'm like ah i love you <laughs> do what you want to do i don't have to change you i'm going to tell you what i see and feel and then you're on your path like whatever you choose is perfect 
whatever you choose is perfect. Because I, I really believe that about the city of perfection. And I just shared that in the new moon meditate or new moon tarot reading last week. I put a little clip up on Instagram, which if you haven't seen, maybe you want to check it out. There's like a one minute clip that talks about every one of us alive on this planet are exactly where we're supposed to be having exactly the experience we came here to have. And all of us in that perfection of the experience are co-creating this reality. So there's no mistakes. Like it's just a choice that takes you to a choice that takes you to a choice. So I really do believe that. Anyway, so it says this, to have a fourth line vocation is to be a spokesperson. Such gifts are given to us to serve the whole. And although the fourth line wound may feel reluctant to engage at this level, they do have to overcome the fear that they inherited in their early years. Totally. When we say that the fourth line is the most natural salesperson of all the lines, it does not mean only in business. The open fourth line is always selling their heart. They are here to create more openness, to help others overcome their fears, and to be examples of open-hearted communication. Like the fourth line, the third line can be hugely successful in a business context, like the fourth line. However, the role and the style of the fourth line is very different. Their role is more like the director of the movie. They have to work closely with people, which involves diplomacy, conviction, and focus. The fourth line knows what the movie should look like. <laughs> That's still with me. I know what the movie should look like. <laughs> everyone just needs to have my movie. And their one-pointed drive will ensure that everyone else comes into harmony around that direction. I'm working on that. <laughs> Not everybody always wants to be in harmony with me. Uh, they have their own movies, their own ways of seeing it. The fourth line is comfortable taking control and guiding others to work towards a collective vision or ideal 100%. And, and that's what I do in my energy gym. Like I talk about creating leaders and doing it through community. And so, yeah, like we all do it together. This is where the notion of sales comes in. The fourth line can diffuse difficulties through the sheer strength and goodwill of its character. The fourth line also has a strong theme of aloneness as a counterbalance to its communal warmth. And I think this is why I chose Aquarius as my sign. The inner strength and commitment of these people is rooted in this ability to stand alone and remain committed to one's ideals despite the odds. And I've done that many times in my life. It's, yeah, <laughs> strength is a good word. <laughs> if you have a fourth line vocation, then you are here to influence humanity. And what's cool is like, you can go to the Gene Keys, get your profile and see if you have a fourth line vocation also. And then I just told you all about who you are. If you have a fourth line vocation, then you are here to influence humanity. You are here to use your considerable gifts to open people's hearts. If you happen to be selling a specific idea or product, then at the deepest level, it is really an excuse to share your spirit with others. Sometimes you may also be here to deliver a rousing message that shakes people out of their comfort zones and brings them to a new place inside themselves. Since the fourth line is so good at convincing people about things, it is for a very good reason. When this reason is for a higher purpose, then your whole life moves onto a higher level. There is nothing more powerful or authentic than when one of us stands alone in the world and expresses the love in our heart whatever creative form that may take. Can we say thank you to Richard Rush? 
the he says at the beginning of the jinkies it took him seven years to download this book and i don't even know how he did it in seven years i don't i mean this could have been a lifetime <laughs> to create but seven years feels really impressive and then he's just been building on the technology of it ever since so yeah so i share all of this with you because as i am going through this journey with prosperity as i am opening up prosperity within myself there's going to be a ripple that is going to move through every area of my life because because I'm stretching the capacity, the boundaries of what I've been holding. And as I do that, it bumps everybody else's boundaries also, who I'm in engagement with. And even in this video, we're in an energetic exchange together. And so as I start to do this, there's that feeling in you that either <laughs> is like, stop, too much, <laughs> no. Yeah, I talked about that in the um, New Moon Tarot reading too, the no, no, no. <laughs> that was so funny. If you haven't watched that, <laughs> that was a really funny part. Or, or you're feeling my heart and you're like, what has she figured out? Like there's something there perhaps for me. And so my heart guides you towards this pathway of exploring for yourself. Like what's your profile? What's your sequence? What's your line? How do you how do you tap into this true uh, higher way of fulfilling your calling in this world? And if you're in the shadow and you hear me talking about it, you're going to realize like, oh, I still do that victim mind thing. Let's move into integrity. If you're bouncing around in integrity, it might bring you into a more clear uh, pathway of integrity. And if you're in this dance like I am of stepping towards perfection or expanding upon perfection, the perfection of each one of us being exactly where we are doing exactly the right thing at exactly the right time. You'll feel that. You'll feel that. And so you hold that truth in your heart. And then that emanates out into all the people in your world. And so my bump bumps you, which bumps everyone else around us. I talked about that two weeks ago, too, that bumping up against the paradigm. So yeah, I've got three more weeks to contemplate all of this. And then we're going to move into the next little nugget of a gene key. <laughs> so we'll see what comes up. Um, what else do I want to share with you? Oh, Sunday. Sunday is going to be our monthly call, our meditation, energy healing, energy purging, and receiving of the better higher frequency energy <laughs> not better yeah it feels better you know it feels kind of icky when we're in our gunk and our stuckness so it does feel better when you're in flow and in alignment so we're going to do that for an hour together on sunday if you haven't done those calls it's so easy you call from your home or you join on the web link everyone's on mute and then i just guide you through this flow of energy for an hour um, it's recorded, so if you fall asleep, which will probably happen to many of you, <laughs> if you fall asleep, you can come back later and re-listen as many times as it takes for you to stay awake for the whole thing. Sometimes people literally listen to it six or seven times because they just keep falling asleep. It's beautiful, though. When, when I talk about meditation earlier, when I talked about like quieting the mind so you could feel what's happening in your body so that your soul can begin expressing to you. 
sometimes the mind and the body have to both shut down because there's so much out of alignment. And so you go into kind of like an acupuncture, if you've ever had an acupuncture nap, like you just zonk out or a massage and you wake up at the end of the hour and you're like, what? <laughs> what just happened? That's often what happens in my meditations as energy sessions as I as I hold them in that um, Sunday space. You just lay there and something will be healing inside of you and it'll be exactly what most serves you. And then you can come back to the recording and do it again. And maybe the next time you only sleep for half an hour. <laughs> and then maybe the third time you hear all the words. And so your mind has new information to start to play with. Um, a lot of my work is visual. So I offer uh, the descriptions of what I'm seeing. And so you have new visuals to play with. Your imagination expands and you can see and feel the way that I'm seeing and feeling energy. And so it, it comes alive for you in a way that perhaps um, in other meditations, it doesn't feel that way. So it's $11. <laughs> it's such a great exchange. It's so much better than a cup of coffee. I mean, you could do the coffee and the meditation, but I'd probably just do the meditation. Um, and we just do them once a month. So it's gonna be this week, Sunday at 10 o'clock Eastern. And I will put the link to that in the description. Go watch the new moon reading if you haven't done that. It was awesome. Um, the new moon meditation that I made, which is also linked on Instagram and YouTube, uh, was all about the heart. It was all about the heart and like holding our hearts ourselves and expanding that. And that's a 30 minute meditation. So that may be gentler if you're not up for the whole hour. Yeah, that's what's happening. Um, I'm going to close by saying tonight. We are having the United States versus Mexico soccer match here in Cincinnati at the TQL Stadium. So I'm super excited for all of that energy. And my husband's school opens their production of Greece. So I get to see Greece live tonight and tomorrow night. Like, and then I'm hanging out with some of my girlfriends on Sunday. So it's, yeah, it's a really good weekend. <laughs> it's a really good weekend. And lots of family time in the middle of all that. So I hope your weekend is just as beautiful and I will see you next week on Friday. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in a new community on Facebook and Instagram. I call the Gaia tribe reunion where we show up together to share our soul's gifts. What we came here to Gaia to contribute to humanity. You can learn more at viviangerard.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.